Everybody, welcome back. Father Luke here with the Pause and Play podcast with my favorite, personally my favorite co-host, Brother Angie Tori. <laughs> <laughs> but Angie, let's get right into that jingle since you've been practicing so much. Let's I know. See. Let's have it. Let's have it. Tell me why. Why is life? Tell me this card. Cause I'm going all in. It was Woo! like it was like that jingle and that Backstreet Boys song was made for this episode. Particular. Yeah. Precisely this moment in history, this time. Because it's a lot of times we ask, why is this happening to you? Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this difficult moment? It's called desolation. And Brother desolation. Andrew. Desolation. We it's sort of like the last two episodes of Maven self-explanatory, whereas this one might need a little bit of context. So oh, yes. book of your life and then, okay, you need prayer. So we're, we taught everyone to pause and play prayer with the four Ps. And so now we're going to get into desolation and consolation. And what is all that? Like, could you fill me in? Oh, yes, I can. So we're going to talk about desolation and consolation uh, in this episode and the next episode. And the reason it's important is because what you discern about, like spiritual discernment specifically, is about the movements of your soul. So these, these um, sort of a combination of thoughts and feelings together that the spiritual masters call a, a movement, right? Mm. Or St. Ignatius calls motion, like a motion, mm. a spiritual motion in the soul. Something's happening. And the spiritual masters divide these into two basic categories, desolation, difficult moments, and consolation. Uh, positive, happy butterfly moments, right? And so and in our and paella as well. So if you remember the four P's, uh, Father Luke, can you remember the, remind us, what are the four P's of the pause and play prayer? Well, of course, it's so easy to remember. We start with the pause. <laughs> That's right. Then we, praise, then we peruse and we play. And so this part of looking at our desolations and consolations or if you're an optimist, looking first at your consolations and then at your desolations, happens during the peruse moment of the pause and play prayer, right? Um, and so that's why we're talking about this now, because we just explained the, the heart of discernment is this, is this prayer, this time of prayer where you analyze with Jesus, you look at your life together before God, right? And the specific thing that you sp actually really look at is, is these movements in your soul, not just psychological movements, how I behave, or moral movements, how am I living up the gospel, living it out, but it's like, what do I feel in the depths of my soul? And we divide that into desolation and consolation. That's perfect. And the um, I'm just going to go ahead and read what Pope Francis defines as desolation. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because, so desolation and consolation, we're going to focus this episode just on desolation. He kind of be he begins with that one. It's almost like, okay, let's get this over with so we can get to the good stuff, the consolation. But our whole episode today, we're going to pull out as many positives as we can out of Pope Francis's reflection on desolation. Pull out the positive from the negative because it would seem like this episode is going to be horrible and traumatic. But no, oh, there's a lot no, of good. No, no, no. Because there's yes. so much. If it's coming from God, if desolation or if he permits, allows desolation, it's going to be good. If he's bringing forth and causing consolation and sending consolation to us it's going to be good so there's always it's always a win-win with god here's how he defines desolation so it's 
Buckle up for this one. Okay. Darkness of soul. Disturbance in it. Movement to things low and earthly. And sorry, this is, I mean, obviously, this is saying in nation of Loyola, but he's quoting him. Movement to things low and earthly, the unquiet of different agitations and temptations, moving to one of moving to want of confidence, like a lack of want of confidence, without hope, without love, when one finds oneself all lazy, tepid, sad, and as if separated from his creator and Lord. Oof. So like that it it's touching on a lot of different types of negative movements, but it's just like this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm I want to give up. This is there's no point to this. I don't feel that same excitement or fervor like I did in the beginning. Um, disturbance and lack of peace and just un uneasiness. And that's what desolation is. That's what we're talking about on this episode. So how then can that be a good thing? Because if God is speaking, there's some lesson, there's some gem, jewel, pearl, like we've talked about, right? Like Looking for those hidden pearls in this. So the first one, um, I'm going to kind of, I'll take this one. But we're going to just kind of go back and forth. So the first one he says, he talks about like just when a healthy body gets hurt, your your body through the nerve system and all that stuff is going to send your brain signals like, hey, you just rolled your ankle. You just tore your ACL. Um, something is wrong. You just got gave yourself a paper cut, right? Like it's good to know those things because then you can go and get healed and get better. It's you think, well, I don't want to have pain. Well, do not everyone to recover and do not like say Nisha's had a cannonball go through his leg. Like would it have been Oof. better off if he just <laughs> like never told his brain that he was in pain. He just walked around with this like half a leg dangling, you know, I think him. not. I think not. So <laughs> um, the same thing, St. Thomas Aquinas would define desolation as pain of the soul. All right. So now we're talking about a spiritual on the spiritual level. If your soul is not healthy, right? Think, life of the spirit if you're giving into sin constantly and vice and just a life of debauchery like the prodigal son <laughs> and your bot your conscience is going to signal to you to the depths of who you are and again so we can't run from these things we need to pay attention just like you can't pretend your ankle isn't you know there's not a bone sticking out of your shin or something can't just don't pretend that's not there face it and actually, this is where he gives an etymology. And since we love etymologies, I'm going to turn this over back over to Brother Andrew. What is the etymology of remorse? Ooh, yes. So remorse comes from the Latin word uh, mordere, yeah, which, mordere. Means to, which means to bite, right? It's also in the same in Italian, right? It means to bite. And the, the R-E, the re, morse, is sort of like emphasizing that it happens a lot. So it's like a biting act of your soul over and over again. Right. So that's that's one form of, of desolation. And there's there's actually a really good um, description of this in one of the most well-known um, pieces of Italian literature, which is called The Betrothed or Promessi Sposi. Eh, Promessi Sposi. Eh, ecco. Manzoni, Alessandro Manzoni. And so there's a I, I haven't read the book yet, but um, but you have Francis. No, I haven't. But Pope Francis quotes from here, there's a famous dialogue between a cardinal and, and this unknown guy. And so this unknown guy um, comes after a terrible night. He turns up exhausted before the cardinal, who addresses him with these words. Um, so the cardinal says to this guy, you have some good news for me, but why do you hesitate to, to tell me? Good news, says this other guy. Hey, why don't I do that? Like, let's make this like an audiobook. Okay. All right, so, so here's the Mr. Unknown. Um, he was a very, 
interesting character in the book because he was like the mafia boss basically. And then so finally he shows up to the cardinal and he says, "Good news, says I have hell in my soul. Tell me, tell me if you know what good news could you expect from such a one as I?" And the cardinal replied, "That God has touched your heart and is drawing you to Himself." And so, oh, okay. How, <laughs> so <laughs> I how that. how in the world could we conclude that this that this is good that this man is going through hell and he says he has hell in his soul? So how could there possibly anything be good news? Well, well, this wise churchman is able to see the situation of this guy who is. He's, he's dealing with sin in his life, right? He's, he's, his life is probably not going in the best direction. And so this feeling of, of unrest in his soul that's causing him just like it's a hellish feeling is an impetus. It's pushing him to change. It's pushing him to realize, hey, maybe I should like think about where my life is going. Maybe, maybe there's something in my life that isn't right, you know? And so it's actually a good thing that he's experiencing this because it's going to provoke a change. And that's why the Cardinal says, well, God has touched your heart and is drawing you to himself, right? So even behind these dark, hellish clouds, God is, is and this is amazing about God, he doesn't, he, 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 he can act even in extremely uncomfortable and frustrating, uh, painful situations, right? And desolation in those who are leading a life that's, maybe um, distant from God or in a, at a moment in their lives where they're allowing themselves to, to sort of be drawn to sin. Um, or on a highway to hell. If you want to be as Sorry, dramatic as there. that. <laughs> um, then desolation helps us to, to, to make a change, to realize something's not right. Um, so let's, let's go dig. Let's dig, dig deep, deep in the, in the surface. What are, what are some of the ways that, that we can dig deep into desolation? All right, so digging deep. Um, basically not to run from it. So like the scary monster in stranger things, you don't, you don't run from it because that's the monster's just going to keep coming back and he's going to get more and more and more. And they're going to keep spawning these devilish creatures. Um, you got to face up and cut its head off or take a flamethrower to it. Um, one of the ways that you're going to benefit from desolation is that if you're always running from it, or let's say like you might not even notice there's desolation there because you're so busy, you're you're constantly filling your time with stuff. Uh, one of the benefits is that you're you're gonna stop being a superficial or just shallow person. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a richness that is to be discovered, and when you face that desolation, kind of what Brother Andrew was saying, you're gonna you're gonna experience at least some clarity, which is always helpful. Realizing ah, there's something being communicated to me. Again, going back to that bodily example, it's so easy to understand. I want to know if there's some yeah um gangrene growing on my on one of my limbs i want to know that so in the same way if there's a piece of my soul that's just dead there's like a part of my life that just is um is diseased i want to bring it to the physician um, let me inter let me interrupt you here please. and i'll let you and i'll let you and i'll let you continue let me bring in this quote from pope francis he says that desolation can be an indispensable alarm bell for life inviting us to explore richer and more fertile landscapes, hmm. which, which transience and escapism do not permit. So that's just right on the money with what you were saying. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I, I just know like in my, um, my life in, we're going to get to a, a couple other pauses and pull out, but just like a last thing maybe on this um, idea of the pain of the soul or like this alarm bell or traffic light, he calls it, like saying, stop, stop. 
Um, like in college, I was sort of, no, I was definitely living like a, a sinful lifestyle. And I knew I was supposed to be doing, but I was kind of just like falling into the college life that everyone else is living a certain way. And thanks be to God, my conscience was working. And I realized, no, I got to change. I got to do something because this is not fulfilling. It's leaving me empty and em more and em more empty at, at every turn. And um, the devil, obviously, in that moment is trying to just like keep you on that path. So like keep the pleasure coming, keep the fun coming and yeah. distract you. And so once you realize this, so like if, if you're on that path and you're listening to this episode, kind of realize that the devil's helping you go down that path. It's a wide path that leads to to perdition, right? To be to total loss and, and despair. It's easy. It's really easy. You don't have to make a lot of effort. You just keep going through the motions and do what everyone else is doing. Um, so thanks be to God that there's a traffic light, your conscience, and it's blaring and it's red and saying, do not keep going down this path. You, you are, you're free to choose. You could free to turn, do a 180 and go back, do a U-turn. Um, and so when I kind of responded to that and I went to this talk on God's mercy and I, I sort of like in that moment accepted God's mercy in a very like, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like, at least in, the, in that moment, it was the best that I could. It was as open as I could be to it. Um, that was enough. It was like an initial step towards this freedom to desire to do the good. So that kind of leads into this next point of when someone has now made that, um, taken that choice, said, you know what, I'm going to live a Christian life and, and I'm going to aim to be a saint, the saint that I'm called to be. I'm going to start discerning my vocation. And so looking for signs and trying to figure out what God is asking to me in my life. But Andrew, where have you in trying to do this? Cause obviously both of us wearing this cool little uniform, make it sort of <laughs> obvious that, yeah, we're at least doing our best to figure out what God's asking of us and, and follow that. Where, where does then, where does desolation, what is the role of desolation there? Why does God permit it there? Um, yeah. What's happening. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, this is a good point because, desolation sort of acts in different ways or, 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 or let me, let me rephrase this. The, the tempter and the Holy spirit act in different ways based on like where you're at in life. So like in the example that you gave, like before your experience of God's mercy and conversion, like you were, you were, you were not exactly where the Holy spirit wanted you to be. And the Holy spirit wanted to provoke nope. change in you. Right. Yeah. And so, and so this experience of, of, of like confusion and darkness or whatever was a, was a wake up. It was an alarm bell for you. It was like, okay, hey, wake up. Like, like, and, but the devil's like, no, like, like pleasure. I want to confirm you. Keep going, doing this. And so that, that's a lack of peace, right? Because there's two different directions in your soul. Um, so desolation is in, in this experience that you experience is a good thing, right? Um, you need to listen to it, right? And somebody who has already put them, has already started to walk towards God and, and made a fundamental option in their life and wants to do good. Um, obviously, I had a phase that was similar to yours in life, but I'll um, um, use the, uh, the opposite example. So but Andrew had hair down to his shoulders. Oh my God, I had hair. All over his face I, had, I had hair on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Forget down to his shoulders, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, like those ear gauges. Yeah. Nose, like one of those like bull nose rings. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. That's right to episode. behold. So, so I had a point, um, like about five years ago, um, where like, I mean, obviously well into my discerning my vocation and, and wanting to do good with my life. Right. Um, I had a point where I went through a period of darkness, a period of, of desolation. I felt uh, a lack of peace. I felt, I felt unrest 
in my soul. I felt a lot of doubt about my vocation. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I didn't have any like solid reasons to, to say like, okay, I need to make a change. I should be married. I didn't have like real, like it, I just, it was like a restlessness. And, and when I, and this happened while I was, um, it was five years ago, I came back to Rome and it was hard for me to figure out like where that came from. Right. It was, I, I still can't give a clear insight, but my best answer is that um, at that point in my life, I Jesus had sort of slipped slightly off center. Hmm. Right, he wasn't like the most important desire of my heart. He, I, I wanted to, uh, I, I wasn't following him with my whole heart. Like I, I didn't give him everything. That I that I was right. But weren't you like I'll, waking up and praying, and then like planning camps and doing good things the whole time, and like doing good things for the missionaries that were with you? What do you mean, like you weren't focused on him? I meant that I wasn't giving. Like he wanted more. He wanted more of me. Like, How? Like like he like when when God comes into your life, um, he is not happy with ninety nine percent of your life. <laughs> he wants. 3000%, right? Mm. Um, because God know it's, it's not because um, God, like sometimes in scripture, we say that God is a jealous of God. It's, um, but that's one way of saying that God knows that when he is everything for us, then we're going to be totally alive and totally fulfilled and totally on fire. And that's what God wanted to provoke in me. He's saying like, like at the end of the day, when I was tired, instead of going to talk to Jesus about what happened during the day. You know, like I would just find moments like, like just like resting, like I protect my rest or, or do fun things or, um, you know, instead of just having that heart to heart conversation, mm. that something that I would be drawn towards like a magnet, you know, um, that sort of got a little dusty. And when I came back to Rome, I, I started to say, you know, let's, let's put it more in the center and, and slowly the desolation lifted. Right. Um, so, it's not always easy to figure out where desolation comes from, like when you're experiencing it. But one thing that can really help you is where is it leading me to? Hmm. If I follow this moment of unrest, darkness, this idea that comes to me that's provoking a lack of peace, if I follow that, where is it going to lead me, right? And that's, that's a great question um, for, for discernment, right? And this is, this is why desolation is not something that we should just dismiss or that we should just avoid, it's something that we should have the courage to face head on because, because we can learn a lot about ourselves and we can, and we can grow and we can, and I'm, I'm at a different, um, you know, God is so good. Like he's, he's helped to bring me at a different place in my spiritual life than I was um, before this desolation. Hmm. You know, I like, yeah, I like a lot of what you're saying too, that I think sometimes people can think as some, Oh, a seminarian or someone that's given their life to God, it just has no more, issues and like it must oh, be so easy no. for them and prayer is just like <laughs> this beautiful um uh i don't know like symphony all the time and even for us even for us and maybe even especially for us because there's no one the devil wants to bring drag down more than god's you know consecrated men and god's priests like christ's priests so we we too deal with a lot of desolation and um it's so easy to get caught up in activity and doing things, it be, be, especially because it's it's shrouded behind or like disguised behind. I'm doing all these good things for God. That's kind of why I was provoking you asking you that because I found so many times that we do an annual retreat, spiritual exercises, and it's so helpful because every time 
yes. you you realize again, oh yeah, where is God, like you were saying, off center in my life? Like rather than giving my whole heart to him, I'm kind of like giving little slices to different things. And then what kind of what's left over is what God gets. Or let's right. get through my something that I noticed myself, like, okay, let's get through my prayer because I have a lot to do today. And like and then you realize that, that yeah. like, oh, that's that's not good. That's I gotta work on that because what a oh. waste for me to be a priest that's just like getting a lot of things done. And, and then I myself am disconnected from the vine, the true vine. So um, what kind of fruits will we bear if we're not connected to him, the vine? So um, I don't know, but Andrew, do you have any, I don't know how, how are we doing on time? Because we I know, need I know to, we, we need to go, we need to go to our cards, Father Luke. So okay. All right. tell, tell me why. Why is life dealt me one of these three cards? Yeah. Because I'm going to ask you a difficult question. It's going to be spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Pick a card. So. Oh, wait. No, you have to ask me a question, right? That's right. You have to ask because last episode, I no, asked, I asked you, you the question. nine saints. Oh, no, you asked me. No, it's my turn. You're right. Okay. I have to ask you. Okay. I want you to. I'm on the pick... hot seat. I want you to pick the one that's in the middle. Five. Okay. Five what, Brandon? So, five. Give me the five attitudes that can help us to conquer desolation or to, to learn from our desolation. Five attitudes. Okay. Uh, first one, don't freak out. And so one of the things that St. Ignatius says and Pope Francis says is that you're not, don't freak out and like feel like you need to make a rapid decision. Do not decide during desolation. Okay. Like wait to the, wait again till the peace comes. So first thing, don't freak out. Okay. Awesome. Uh, number two, ask. Uh, I like what Brother Andrew said. Ask where it's from and where is it going. So don't freak out. Where did second. you come from? Where did you go? Where did you go? Oh, that, Buffalo. What is it? Buff, <laughs> I don't Buffalo remember. Bill Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. So Cotton Eye Joe. That's so right. Second, ask where is this coming from and where is it leading me to? And so. If you're able, if you see that that's not leading to a good place, that's not coming from God, right? So it's like, okay, well, if I follow that discouragement, it's just going to lead me to give up all those good things that I was trying to do and then lead me to lie on the couch and then mm. never show my face again to the world. Okay, that's not a good thing. So I'm not going to follow that. Don't freak not out. Um, ask questions. Ask, okay, where's this coming from? Where's this leading me? Um, also, I would. Oh, another thing, another rule is act totally contrary to it. So once you realize, okay, this is not a good thing. Good. Yes. All right. So, so far, so good. So then you act totally contrary to it. So I was like, okay, I, I've made this Lenten resolution that I'm going to read 15 minutes a day of Mother Teresa's Come Be My Light or whatever. So I'm going to listen to the Hallow podcast, which a lot of people are doing now. And it's really good. The 40 day challenge. Um, after a couple of days, it's just like, no, it's really boring. And like, I'm just stressed. I'm just going to go back to watching Netflix and stuff. Okay, whoa, where's this coming from? Where is it leading me to? Oh, it's leading me not to fulfill my resolution, which I realized I needed at the beginning of Lent. It was so clear to me I needed it, and now it's not so clear because I'm kind of discouraged. Act contrary to it. You know what? I'm going to up up the ante, all in, up the ante. And I'm going to go oh, 20, yeah. 20 minutes now reading this book. Um, the fourth one is, uh, let's see, once you've not freaked out and not just like made a rash decision, you've asked where is it leading me to, you've acted to the contrary, um, gosh, two more things. I would say <laughs> you, you have to just kind of wait it out. Like let once, once you're doing that, d don't be like patient. Yeah. Yeah. Patience, patient. Right. Like 
okay, act contrary, but now it's like, no, I acted contrary yesterday, and now today I'm still in desolation. No, okay, chill. So chill, act, be patient. See how, like, little by little it begins to shift towards, because God is never going to give you, as another lesson from this audience, never going to give you more than you can handle. So the desolation is never going to be interminable, just an abyss of darkness that you're never going to get out of. And even yeah. if it was an internal abyss, guess who's there in that abyss with you? It's him, his grace. He's leading you to it. Um, and number five, I have the perfect number five because it's the one of the things that the last thing I, we didn't talk about that I loved from his audience. Jesus is in the midst of this big crowd when the woman with the hemorrhage is going after him and everyone's pushing on him and she touches a little tassel on his coke and all of a sudden he realizes someone is touching me and his apostles are saying, Lord, everyone is pushing up against you. He says, no, someone touched me because power has gone out for me. And so our spiritual life, as Pope Francis says, see if I can find this real quick. He says, it's not a program of like inner well-being. Our spiritual life is a relationship. So um, it is not a program for inner well-being. That is up to us to plan. No, it's not that. Spiritual life is the relationship with the living one, with God, the living one who cannot be reduced to our categories. And desolation then is the clearest response to the objection that the experience of God is a form of wishful thinking. In that case, if we think that he is a projection of our desires, we'd always be the ones to plan. Instead, here I finish, those who pray realize that the outcome is unpredictable. We're in a relationship with a person. And so if you're in desolation right now, don't freak out. Don't make any rash, rash decisions. Begin to ask those questions. Where is this leading me to? Where is it coming from? Act completely contrary to that. Up the ante. Be patient. And then have very clear that the goal is not, ah, oh, if I don't have inner well-being, I must be doing something wrong. It's not about inner well-being. It's about a relationship with the person. And you can find him in the abyss. If you're going to do that, oh, my goodness, you're going to be a saint by tomorrow. By tomorrow. Canonization right now. <laughs> Santo subito. Santo subito. Okay, well, I'm glad we wrapped it up <laughs> quick because it was a hefty episode. Uh, we're going to talk about consolation next time. And um, That's right. Before you go out and play, kids... Just do a little pausing. It's going to help you. Yeah. Trust us. Sounds great. Pause and play. Little, little pause. Play. And uh, in desolation, <laughs> do those five things. All Wednesday, right. St. Ignatius said it. Peace. That's right. Peace.